0: You are listening to the Baby Sleep Answers Podcast, the podcast that answers all your baby sleep questions, but it's also just your friend in your ear here to let you know it's normal to struggle, it's normal to have anxiety, and it's normal to want to sleep more. Let's talk about your favorite topic, short naps. It was the summer of 2017 and I was going insane because of short naps. We were in California visiting my in-laws and my kiddo would only sleep 31 minutes we could time things by him he would wake up exactly at 31 minutes and I was going insane I had googled every variation of what you could possibly google of how to make naps longer how much does six month old be sleeping how to get a six month old to nap longer I was I was just literally losing it my every thought was around short naps and it was just an obsession a compulsion This was around the time I was also getting, finishing my certification. And so I still had technically had access to my coach of sleep consultant consulting. She, she wasn't all that much there, to be honest. And so I would email her and every couple of days she would answer and say, well, try this or try that. But then eventually she was like, well, you know what, actually after a few months, she said, actually, some kids just can't consolidate naps until closer to eight months and I was like, well, thank you for telling me that because I have turned into a monster these past two months trying to make it happen. Definitely did not enjoy that trip to California. I was just so overcome with getting a longer nap. And I just wish I could go back in time. You know, now it's almost, what is that, six, seven years ago? Six. Um, I wish I could just tell her, hey, don't worry about it. Do not worry about it. Short naps are okay. If your baby is happy after a short nap, if they're sleeping longer nights, you're okay. So I wanna start first off to tell you who is okay with short naps, who is not okay with the short naps, and how do we know that? The way to know if a kid needs a longer nap than they're getting at any age is to help them make that nap longer, any nap. You know, if they're two months old and they're only taking 30 minute naps, you help them make those naps longer, and then you see what happens at night. You do that for three or four days. So make sure every nap gets extended and then see what happens at nighttime. If you do that for all the naps and they have longer naps and they sleep really well at night, well then you got it. You need to make sure you figure out how to make those naps longer. And once you do the things I'm going to tell you in this podcast, that's just going to happen by itself. However, if you do that to a baby or kiddo or toddler, whatever, you extend their naps, and they have a rough night, or they wake up a ton at night, or they wake up really early, or they fight bedtime, you know, you don't have the perfect night, and you know, everything else excluded, you know, there's something that's going to sleep. But if you lengthen their naps, and their night gets worse, or their night is not good for their age, that is a good sign that they don't need longer naps, they just need shorter naps. So why does this happen? Why do some kids get know a two-hour nap and then another two-hour nap and then an hour nap and then they sleep all night well just because I mean we can blame it on Eve I guess she took that apple and now nothing is fair but that's just oversimplifying it the thing is everyone has their own sleep needs and some babies just have about 14 hours of sleep that they need in 24 hours while others have about 17 hours right? In the same age group. And so some kids are going to need those five hours of sleep during the day. And some kids are just going to need one or two. I have been uh, not super blessed with the sleep needs categories. And so all three of my kids have been super low sleep needs. My third, my baby girl is probably the lowest sleep need. Now she dropped her nap right before turning two. And even without a nap, she can only give me about 10 and a half hours of sleep. And that is not a lot of sleep. But She's happy all day, and if we decide to let her nap longer than nothing, <laughs> um, she has a pretty bad night. She has a split night. She's up at night, and so we just have learned to deal with a baby who is just super low, low sleep needs. Now, let's say you lengthened baby's nap, and their night was magically better. They were happier, and you know things aligned. That does mean you probably need to work on a longer nap. What I mean by working on a longer nap, I mean is this is the question comes. You know, baby sleeps by themselves, but then they wake up and it's too short. What I mean by making that nap longer is helping them have that nap longer by themselves. If you're someone who you know cat naps with baby or holds them contact naps, don't worry about this. Actually, skip this whole episode. Send it to someone with a different uh, parenting style for naps. So. The first thing we wanna to do to make sure your naps are as long as they should be is to have the appropriate wake windows. And I've talked about wake windows before. If you haven't looked, listened to my other podcast episode on, I keep saying podcast instead of episode and then I just jump all over my words. But if you haven't listened to my episode on wake windows, do listen to that one because it is crucial, crucial for babies to sleep as long as they need. For example, if you have an eight month old or a six, let's say six month old, because six is that, that time where you get really short naps. If you have a six month old who is still on two hours, they might just be undertired and not be able to give you a nap longer than about 30, 40 minutes. And as soon as you get closer to two and a half, two, maybe 240 in the middle of the day, that's when you're going to get a longer nap. Same thing happens when you have an overtired baby. For example, you're at six months and you're trying three hours because it helped, it worked for some other kid with six months and they're getting overtired. They're not going to be able to, you know, link their sleep cycles. So first thing you want to make sure you're doing is make sure baby has their appropriate wake window. Again, the way you do this, you look at the averages that I have. I'll put a link for that here in this podcast and then trial and error. You try this wake window. It's not a very long nap. Try adding it. More time or try subtracting more time first things first, just make sure they're on the right path of wake windows. A cool little trick to know whether babies shorten nap is because they're undertired or overtired is to see the length of it. in most cases, again for babies, I'm very very careful about always giving a lot of a, um you know it depends on because I don't want everybody to use any rule as. A complete rule but this is just something to help you okay <laughs> so don't come back and tell me it didn't work but in most cases when a baby should be sleeping a longer nap and they're not this is how to know whether it's because they're undertired or overtired if the nap is about 30 minutes or less that usually means uh, overtired they should have gone to sleep earlier and we need to you know shorten the wake window this happens because they're too tired to link to the next sleep cycle they're just too overtired they can't even get into deep sleep and so they wake up before finishing that cycle because that cycle is usually about 40 45 minutes long now if the nap is about 40 45 minutes long and they don't lengthen it to you know an hour 15 hour and a half two hours that's because baby was undertired. that means they completely finished a sleep cycle and then they didn't have enough sleep pressure to go into their next sleep cycle so under 40 overtired 40 and up before an hour probably now second if you're already doing that and baby is still taking a short nap and you know they need a longer one we have to make sure the environment is correct we have to make sure they're sleeping in a dark area that's cool and quiet how dark you can't read in there how cool you could put a sweater on and not sweat and how quiet You just don't have constant noises because if baby, I mean, baby could sleep through constant noises, but then once the recycle ends, they're not going to want to have that noise disruption that might wake them up and not, you know, they might have FOMO and not want to go back to sleep. So make sure, you know, white noise is great for this. Make sure there's not a lot of noise distraction when they're sleeping. Blackout curtains are great for this. Uh, if you, if it's not dark enough, some kids are not as sensitive to being dark. So I get a lot of people saying my kid can sleep in the light and I say, well, that's great for you. But some kids and some people cannot sleep unless it's dark. And it's not necessarily the same as bedtime because at bedtime, we want a dark room so that we can create melatonin. But naps are not guided by melatonin. They're mostly just guided by sleep pressure. So the darkness, all it does really is make sure baby is not distracted, not looking around too much. And they're not, you know, they don't feel like they're missing out and they can go to sleep and then stay asleep after a sleep cycle. There is something called crib hour. I've never been a fan of it, but it does work. And what crib hour is, is if baby has gotten used to, you know, sleeping one sleep cycle, sleep cycle and calling for you and you come in and save them, then that, that becomes a habit for some babies. And so what you want to do is make sure you don't rush in there as soon as they wake up, you give them some time. Crib hour, specifically what they call it, is you make sure from the moment they're asleep until an hour, you don't go in there even if they're crying screaming or calling for you technically they say you know you got to teach them to link that second cycle obviously I'm not a fan because of obvious reasons I don't like leaving a screaming baby by themselves but I do like the idea of giving them a little space giving them a little time after they wake up to see if they will go back to sleep Uh, I remember a few times my first kid was about one year old and he was sick so he would wake up and kind of like really sit up and move his nose around and then cry a little bit, and then two, three minutes later, he would go back to sleep. And if I had rushed right in there, once I noticed he was awake, then he would have not gone back to sleep. Another thing, I don't really usually hear a lot of people talk about this, but stomach being full is huge. Wow, that, that didn't sound like a cohesive sentence. But if baby's hungry in the middle of their nap, they're gonna wake up and not wanna go back to sleep. And this happens a lot because of the sleep, or what's it called, eat, play, sleep, is pushed so much on people, and they think they need to stick to it. I have people like 13 months old, they're like, well, I can't do Eat, Play, Sleep anymore because they're only in one nap. And I tell them, no, no, that's not a thing. Eat, Play, Sleep, it's just a guide. Maybe I'll do a whole episode on Eat, Play, Sleep. But what you wanna do is make sure a baby is not starving by the time their first sleep cycle ends. So if you need to feed them twice before a nap or feed them right before their nap, do it. Do not feel like you're messing up. Get to know your baby. Some kids have super high metabolism, my kids do and they just need to eat more often and they need to eat closer to their nap time so that they can connect that sleep cycle. A huge, huge thing to remember is that babies can be really sensitive to their surroundings. And so if you're helping them fall asleep, whether that's nursing with a bottle, rocking, whatever, and you're putting them down and they're sleeping for their first sleep cycle and waking up and not going back to sleep, that is probably because they don't know how to fall asleep they only know how to fall asleep with your help and so if that's the case the only real way to lengthen a nap is one to just hold them for the second half of their nap which is completely fine if that works for you or two work on teaching them independent sleep for their nap at the beginning of the nap so that they can then go on to complete their second sleep cycle and have a longer nap I hope this podcast was very helpful. I try to kind of simplify things as much as I can into as short an episode as I can, but I do love to talk. But please do leave me a review if you listen to the podcast or send me an email. Tell me what you think because I love to hear your thoughts. Check out the links on this podcast to sign up for our monthly tips for age-related tips every month for free in your email. I should practice that and say it better. Uh, But check out my links. And if you want help, teaching your baby how to sleep independently with a course that's been reviewed by over 500 people 500 very happy people and we now have a money back guarantee because we believe in this product so much please do check it out and i hope you have the best night